And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. In the councils of government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. That we can, and so help us God, we will make America great again. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the No Gimmicks Podcast. I'm your humble host, as always, Brady Leonard. Hopefully you guys are having a fantastic week. Uh, no guests today, just me, just your boy, a solo show today. Uh, I have some great questions I'm going to answer from the audience. Got a, I got a handful of uh, really solid questions today. Hopefully I will have time to get to all of them. Uh, and I have a couple other minor, minor issues I want to talk to you guys <laughs> about as well. Uh, before I get to everything I want to discuss on the show today, I need to say hi to our friends over at the Aetherverse. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I really think you guys are going to like this book, uh, The Aetherverse. Uh, is a brand new libertarian-leaning sci-fi novel by two great young libertarian authors, Joey D'Urso and Eugene Bryan. Uh, the story is more relevant than ever, makes politics and social satire exciting and fun, mixing ideological debates with stuff like you know space battles and action and violence and all that good stuff. Uh, has something for everybody, political intrigue, war stories, romance, humor. It appeals to conservatives and libertarians alike, or basically anybody who's you know a free thinker, anybody who's against... Uh, big government against tyranny. I think you will appreciate this book. Uh, best of all, the Aetherverse is fiercely anti-social justice warrior and pulls no punches. Find out more at theaetherverse.com. That is theaetherverse.com. You can order right now on Barnes & Noble or Amazon, and I will include the links uh, in the show notes. Uh, I mean, guys, we, we talk all the time about how the left has a stranglehold uh, on culture, uh, but most conservatives, most libertarians just don't do anything about it, right? <laughs> you can do something about it, and that is by supporting uh, libertarian and conservative art. Uh, th- these guys are definitely uh, worthy of your support. Check them out over at theaetherverse.com. Guys, please follow us on Twitter at NoGimmicksPod. Uh, you can also follow my uh, personal Twitter at Brady Leonard. Uh, please subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, or Spotify if you're on iTunes. Please give us a five-star rating and a good review. I'd really appreciate it. And like I mentioned on, uh, on Monday's podcast, with Remzo, uh, I am on Parlor as well. I, I definitely suggest all you guys get on Parlor. Uh, let's see how it works out. <laughs> let's see what happens, man. I like the concept. Uh, hopefully, it works out. I am on Parlor at Brady Leonard. Follow me over there as well, and I will follow you back on on Parlor if you if you hit me up over there. Uh, all right. Uh, first things first, guys. I have to tell you about what's happening in my hometown of Toledo, Ohio, right now. And I get no, nobody cares. Nobody cares about local politics in Toledo. Heck, I don't even care. <laughs> I don't even care about local politics in my hometown. And I know you guys, you've never heard of any of these people. Uh, and it really doesn't matter to you. But it is just, it's hilarious. It is bonkers. Even by Toledo, Ohio standards, this is some wild stuff happening in my city right now. Four Toledo city councilmen, including my councilman, Tyrone Riley, are currently in FBI custody, <laughs> facing a decade in federal prison for taking bribes. Crazy stuff. I mean, nobody ever watches local news. I was glued to it yesterday watching four of our city councilmen hauled off in handcuffs from their homes. Okay, by the FBI, by the feds. Okay, this isn't a local operation. This is a federal operation. Uh, Apparently, the FBI has had their eyes on these people, these four uh, uh, councilmen, for for like three years now. Uh, And apparently, they've been taking bribes going all the way back to 2013. Now, all four of these guys are Democrats. Uh... You know, just throwing that out there. Um, they're all corrupt politicians. We we, we kind of knew this already, but we didn't know how bad it was. Essentially, 
these these city councilmen would extort local businesses and if these businesses would pay them in in city council they would vote the way the businesses wanted them to vote they you know things like let them get their liquor license or, or or something along those lines there's there's 12 members of Toledo City Council four of them are in FBI custody uh and so it, it's a city charter crisis right now in Toledo actually uh, these four members have not resigned yet, so the city council doesn't even have a quorum. So city council can't meet to appoint new members. <laughs> so basically, Toledo, Ohio, a city of three hundred thousand people, doesn't have a legislature. Okay, I mean it's it's lit- it, it's bon- this is this is bonkers, man. This is bonkers. I've reached out to some people close to the situation. They're like, we have no idea what <laughs> what's happening right now. What's going to happen moving forward? Obviously, the Democrats still control city council. I think the the Democrats, out of the twelve members, that they either have ten or eleven out of the twelve seats in in city council are controlled uh, by the Democrats. So they're going to get to a point where whoever they want to 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 replace these you know felons once they're once they're convicted and incarcerated. But Toledo, Ohio. Man, and anytime we we make national news, it's for something absolutely ridiculous like this. And here, the, all that to say this: Toledo is a one-party city, and that's never good. Okay, and it's probably not even good. It, you know, some town in Kentucky that's controlled, you know, exclusively by Republicans. There's probably corruption there too. Like, it's not good to be a one-party town. I mean, Toledo is one of the bluest cities in the entire country. Uh, it votes something like 75-25 Democrat-Republican. 10 or 11 out of our 12 city councilmen are Democrats. Our mayor is Democrat. Both county commissioners are Democrat. County sheriff's Democrat. I mean, everybody. I've never had a state representative. I've never had a congressman. I've never, I've never had a city councilman. I've never had a mayor who's a Republican. I think the last uh, Republican mayor left office in 1984. So we're talking, I was born in 1989. So long before I was born. Okay, I mean, it's the Democrats have had a stranglehold on my town my entire life, uh, and this is what happens. Like, if if like the Democrats, they don't recruit good candidates. Why would they? I mean, the, the GOP, try as they may, <laughs> can't even put up a fight. I mean, they 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 provide no electoral challenge to the Democratic Party in Toledo. So the Democrats, they're fine with these corrupt villains <laughs> running the city. Like, why would you? If you know you can literally run a ham sandwich and win, you're not going to vet your candidates very well. You're not going to recruit good candidates. Why would you? I mean, it's impossible for a Republican to win. I, I worked on a Republican mayoral uh, campaign a few years ago. He was literally the best local politician we've ever had. Great guy. Successful businessman. You know, formal, former councilman. Uh, he founded the company that brought the internet to Toledo for the first time back in the 90s. You know what I mean? Like a, a well-known guy, Catholic in a heavily Catholic town. You know, it, it literally check off all the boxes. Well-liked, high name recognition. We got trucked. Okay, we got tr- we got trucked. And that's why I said I'm done with local politics because if I can't get this guy elected, I, I mean, we have no chance, right? So I, I, I was kind of out after that. But when there's a one-party town like Toledo, man, politics gets corrupt. It gets nasty. The Democratic Party in Toledo, they just got lazy. They got, it's not just that they're corrupt. Of course they're corrupt, obviously. The, the FBI raid yesterday proved that. But, I mean, they're, they're sloppy. They're la- They're so arrogant. Like, these people weren't even covering up their tracks. Like, they're, they're so used to winning easily in landslides that they just think they're invincible. They think they're Superman. They can get away with anything. Well, 
The FBI said, nah, fam, can't get away with this one. And they're going to prison for a long time. So, uh, poof. I mean, I, I hate to celebrate these men and women going to jail, but they've been destroying our the city that I love for a long time. So, yikes. Anyway, that, that's what's happening in my neck of the woods. Uh, I just figured you guys would like to know. It, if anything else, it, it's a funny story that did make national news. Fantastic. The, la- the last time Toledo politics made national news, by the way, is when our former mayor uh, back uh, in the early 2000s had the brilliant idea of uh, they were deciding where, where to, to uh, build a, uh, a home for the deaf. <laughs> and he had the brilliant idea. Uh, look, in his defense, it's not the worst idea in the world. It's just you're saying the quiet part out loud. You're not supposed to do that, like with a camera in your face. He had the brilliant idea of putting the home for the deaf right next to the airport. <laughs> so that comment made national news. In his defense, not the worst idea in the world. It just, you know, seems a little insensitive to say that out loud. Anyway, we, we never make national news for anything positive, which, which kind of sucks, but... Okay, I'm going to jump right into some listener mail questions. Always fun. I had some good ones today. First one, <laughs> do you wear a mask or are you killing grandma? Uh, I, I do wear a mask. I, I, I do wear a mask when I'm in public. When I'm grocery shopping, I wear a mask. Um, I mean, when I'm outdoors, like if I'm getting gas or something, I'm not going to wear a mask. Um, you know, I, I got my hair cut yesterday. I walking into the salon, I had a mask on, then obviously took it off to get my hair cut, but you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not a moron. I'm not going to be wearing it outdoors. I mean, I've seen guys fishing at the river 500 feet away from anywhere else wearing a mask. I mean, like some people are just insane, but look, man, I wear a mask, you know, when I go to the grocery store, when I go to, you know, pick up food or whatever in a restaurant. And I don't know, it, it doesn't seem like too much of a burden to me. I know masks aren't foolproof. They probably aren't doing much of anything, but Look, if I can make the people around me feel more comfortable, it's fine. And look, look I do have a 91-year-old. I only have one grandparent left. She's 91, uh, and I do spend a lot of time with her. Uh, and, you know, she's 91 and not in very good health. So, like, if she does get coronavirus, she's she's a goner. So if I can do a little bit to prevent that from happening, then I will. So, yes, at least for the time being, I am wearing a mask uh, when I'm out in public. Indoors, not outdoors. I'm not a moron. How does Kamala Harris fare as a, a VP pick in the wake of anti-cop sentiment? Um, yeah, here's the thing. I don't think this matters. And I think, honestly, I think Joe Biden is going to pick Kamala Harris. Like, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised. I, I, if I had a bet right now, I'd say he's going to pick Harris. I mean, he could pick the uh, the, the idiot, the, uh, the the mayor of Atlanta uh, or somebody like that. I mean, he, he discussed Susan Rice um, as well, uh, the former, what was she? Was she national security advisor under Obama? I don't know. Well, she was one of the extremely corrupt, ridiculous uh, Obama uh, cabinet members. I honestly, I don't think the cops. St- Obviously, Kamala Harris is a cop. We all know this. <laughs> she made her career <laughs> uh, locking up black people for drugs and stuff like that as as a DA out in California. So uh, you'd think that black folks would hate her. Um, obviously, uh, be- being a corrupt cop. But look, man, I don't know. I mean, like, why is Susan Rice on on Biden's shortlist? Like, exclusively because she's a black woman. I mean, nobody knows anything about, like, we don't know anything about the mayor of Atlanta. We don't know, I don't know anything about her policies. Like, I'm not up on my Atlanta local (laughs) politics. You know what I mean? Like, nobody, like, Joe Biden doesn't know. 
He doesn't. <laughs> Joe Biden's team doesn't know anything about uh, Mayor Bottoms, I think is her last name. It's a funny name because I can remember her last name. But n- nobody even knows what she would be like as a, as a vice president. She just has a vagina and she's black. <laughs> okay. I think that's the only thing they care about. I mean, you know, what's her name? Amy Klobuchar, the senator from uh, uh, Minnesota, did her ridiculous, dramatic. I'm, I don't even want to be considered. I, I believe it should be a woman of color, not me. Well, really, she she's the when she was a DA in, in Minnesota, she let Derek Chauvin, the, the cop that went on to murder George Floyd, off the hook when she could have prosecuted him for, uh, you know, for abusing people. Uh, so, you know, she took herself out of consideration 10 years ago, apparently. But um, I think the only thing Biden cares about, and I think the only thing a lot of Democrats, and it's especially the press, the only thing the press cares about is that the VP pick is a woman and is black. That's it. And and I honestly, I think a lot of Democratic voters are lower-information lower voters. I mean, a lot of voters on the right are as well. But I think they care so much about race, they care so much about gender, that they don't, they won't care. I, and you know the press won't cover uh, Kamala Harris's abysmal record. Like, it won't even come up. She won't be asked about it. She will not be pressured by anyone. They'll just let her skate by. So, I, I think she has a very good chance to be uh, uh, Joe Biden's running mate because she's black and she has a vagina, and that's the only thing that matters to these people. I think they're so obsessed with race, they're so obsessed uh, obsessed with gender that nothing else matters. I don't think policy matters. I don't think that character matters. Nothing. I don't think anything matters except for the vagina and the the melanin. I think that's it. That's all they. Uh, that's all these clowns care about. Uh, here's a good one. Uh, I want to talk about this for a while. Um, uh, let's see here. Why do most Republicans refuse to denounce Black Lives Matter? They're cowards. I mean, they're, they're cowards. They're empty, unprincipled, cowardly men. That's it. I mean, Black Lives Matter told us who they are. Black Lives Matter has nothing to do with Black Lives Mattering. Okay, I, I mean, Black Lives Matter is a, a nice slogan. I mean, of course, I believe that Black Lives Matter, the lives of Black Americans matter, of course. Everybody believes that. BLM told us who they are. I mean, they, they, the leadership have admitted we are trained Marxists, okay? When somebody tells you who they are, believe them. They're communists. I mean, they're, they're anti-American communists. They, it, this has nothing to do with black lives. This has nothing to do with, you know, holding police accountable. I want to hold police. I'm a libertarian. I, I mean, I want bad cops fired and prosecuted immediately, okay? This has nothing to do with that. They've admitted as much. Their movement has nothing to do with black lives. It's about destroying America. It's about destroying history. It's about overthrowing our capitalist society and installing a communist authoritarian hellscape. That's what these people want. They've admitted as much. They don't respect property rights. They don't believe in private property. They've said as much. They've said as much. And when somebody tells you who they are, believe them. Yet you have Mitt Romney marching at at Black Lives Matter organized events saying black lives matter with his silly mask out outdoors ridiculous because he's a coward he's an empty man that's it i i don't know what else to say like these people are admitting we are communists here to destroy you and everything you love and destroy your country and these republicans are so cowardly that they will not stand up against them they will not stand up to them why? Because they're afraid that the press will attack them? The press will attack them regardless. When has the press ever treated a Republican with respect? When has the press ever been fair to a Republican? Never. It's never happened, and it never will happen. 
Why do why do these people fear the press? It's like they're the the spouse who gets the crap kicked out of her by her husband. Maybe if I just do what they want, he'll stop beating me. He won't. He won't. If you do what he wants, he will not stop punching you in the face. And if you do what the press wants, Mr. Romney, Mr. Generic Republican congressman or senator, no, if you do what the press wants, they will not stop beating the crap out of you. They will never stop. They will never stop. These people are cowards. Look, there was a fight. (laughs) There's a fight yesterday in Long Beach, California between Black Lives Matter and the Crips. (laughs) The Crips, the violent, evil street gang, the Crips, you know, the ones that wear blue. Yeah, those guys, those Crips. And the Crips were the good guys. Black Lives Matter were assaulting people and breaking into stores and looting and destroying private property. The Crips came in to defend their city from Black Lives Matter and chase their communist asses out of town. If there's a conflict between your movement and the Crips, and the Crips are the good guys. You're into some evil stuff, my friend. You've made some wrong turns along the way. Along the way, and Mitt Romney has endorsed a group that's much worse than the Crips because he's a coward. Last question before I let you go. Very simple question: Do you believe the polls? I'm sure you mean the uh, you know the general election polls uh, between Trump and Biden that showed Trump down in just about every state, virtually tied in Texas. You know, down big in all the states that matter. Do I believe the polls? I don't know. We, we've talked about this a lot on the show, and I'm conflicted. I mean, I you know, a lot of conservatives, a lot of libertarians are looking at this polling data and freaking out. They're like, look, I, Trump's going to get trucked unless something drastic happens. You know, I, 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 I don't, I don't, look, a lot of these polls are showing Trump down nationally by double digits. The real clear politics average has him down like an average of 11 points across the board. The polls were wrong last time. They weren't off by 11 points. But I I don't think that the gap is 11. There's no way Trump's down 11 points nationally. I believe that he's down 5, 6, 7 points nationally at this point, maybe. I don't know. Um, I I don't believe that the polls are—I don't think it's as bad as the polls make it look. I do think that a lot of Republicans— lie <laughs> to pollsters. I know that uh you know a lot of these polls if you dig deeper you can see that they oversample Democrats, which you know left-wing polling agencies have done this before. You'll oversample Democrats to try to discourage, you know, Republicans from voting. You think, "Oh, well, my vote doesn't even matter. We're going to lose anyway. You know, maybe I shouldn't vote." I think there are there is a little bit of that going on. And then I've talked to other friends, you know, I've talked to my friend, you know, not looking that bad at all. You know, I don't believe it. You know, it's just a tactic from the left trying to discourage, you know, try to drive a voter turnout down on the right. I don't know. Maybe he's right. I hope he's right. I don't know if he's right or wrong. I don't know. But, I, but I've talked to a lot of conservatives on both sides. I tend to think it's somewhere in the middle. But I do think Trump is down. I don't know if he's down 11. I don't know if he's down a couple. I don't know. I do think Trump is down. And he's not running a good campaign. So whether the polls are accurate or not, Trump needs to shape it up. He's been off his game, man. This last month or so, he's not been doing well. He hasn't been the 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 Trump that can be effective on the campaign trail. He he has moments where he's extremely one of the most effective campaigners I've ever seen. And then he has months like he's had this past month in June where he's been a nightmare. He has not been running the kind of campaign that he needs to be running. And yesterday there was a very important uh Supreme Court decision, uh a big win, 
uh, at in, in the Supreme Court for the right, and that was the Supreme Court and in a five to four vote struck down a uh, I believe it was a Montana law uh, that discriminated against uh, Catholic schools in particular uh, and other private schools, but uh, primarily uh, Christian and Catholic schools. Um, it basically said these religious schools couldn't get any grant money from the state. The Supreme Court found that to be unconstitutional. Trump went to Twitter, rightfully so, and said this is a huge win for school choice. And he used the line that he used in a speech uh, a few weeks ago, which is a fantastic line and absolutely true. He said uh, school choice is the civil rights issue of our time. I agree. And he praised this uh, Supreme Court decision about how it's it's great for school choice, great for religious schools. It'll help uh, you know the poor get a leg up and, and this and that. He needs to make school choice a huge campaign issue because it's a 90-10 issue. Joe Biden, the Democrats are on the side of the 10, right? Joe Biden said if he's elected president, he will abolish charter schools. I don't know how he'd do that, but that's what he said, okay? And he wants to go after uh, religious schools as well, probably go after homeschooling as well. Um, 90% of the country agrees and supports school choice, right? Including like 95% of black Americans, okay? Like school choice helps the black community more than it helps anyone else because overall, not all black Americans, but the majority of black Americans live in impoverished areas. They live in lower income areas. Their school systems are worse than, you know, the school systems in a lot of white areas. I live in one of those those areas that, is, that has a horrible, horrible school system. Uh, going to a charter school... They, literally changed my life for the better in, in a major way. I probably would not be the man I am today if I was stuck in government schools. Um, you know, throughout high school, I was not doing well. Um, there's a lot of violence, a lot of uh, threats, a lot of, you know, a lot of guns, a lot of bomb threats, a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of fist fights. You know, that was my childhood. Um, and it was not that way in a charter school, obviously. So that was a big improvement. <laughs> um, and I've heard that story from a lot of people that were in my position. Make school choice a campaign issue, make Joe Biden tell black mothers that they have to send their kids to a failed government school. Make that crazy old man look a black mother in the eye and say, nope, your kids do not get to go to a better school because I am in the pocket of the teachers' unions. Make him look a black woman in the face and say that. And Trump wins in November. And hammer, go release a new ad every single day running against these violent communist mobs destroying private property and hurting people. Don't tweet about Roger Ailes. Don't tweet about your cable news ratings. Don't tweet about all that random crap that doesn't matter. School choice and, you know, law and order. I oppose violent communist mobs. Okay? If, if Trump runs on school choice and against violent communism, he wins. If he runs on check out my ratings, and I wish Roger Ailes was still alive, he loses. Plain and simple. Regardless of what the polls say. That's all I got for today. Thanks for listening. I love you guys. I appreciate you. I'm going to be back next week with some great guests. Uh, That's all I got for today. I'm Brady Leonard. I'll be back on Monday. No gimmicks. (laughs) 